Jim, James, Tim. What's his name? I wrote it down. Jeff. <laughs> Please welcome Jeffrey Lord. Oh, this is for the Jeffrey this Lord is- show. Lord, really? I thought Jeffrey Lord was kind of like a real guy. How are you supposed to be a strong, thrilling, powerful warrior and lover with a name like this? It is like a weak ejaculation. <laughs> Jeff. The Lord is the gatekeeper of all music in Fort Worth. Oh, Jeffrey. If you don't love the Lord, you're F and F. Like, really, is this the level that you sung to, Lord? So I'm done with Jeffrey Lord. Hey, 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 welcome to the Funky Town Podcast. I am your host, Jeffrey Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, all right. Have a seat, have a seat. All right, thank you, thank you. All right, we got a big show tonight. Um, tonight, our guest is going to be Mr. Owen Kinzer from the band Friend Operation. And so, um, <clears throat> relatively new, I think. I think they had an EP out in... Uh, 2021 but maybe had a lineup change and they got a new one out here this month so we're gonna have owen on to uh, talk about all that with us so i look forward to that it's gonna be cool um it's funny because i don't know a whole lot about them so i've been listening to the ep it's good it's real good and um it's not the style of music that i'm familiar with i think it was classified maybe as math rock um emo and um so just to get myself kind of familiar, I was looking at some stuff and my son walks in. He's like, what are you doing? It's like, I'm getting ready to do the podcast here later tonight. It's like, why are you looking up emo? <laughs> I was like, well, the band that's coming on is, you know, I think they're like an emo band. He's like, okay. And so I just well, I wanted to say, because I'm 50 years old and I mean, I don't really understand. I mean, I, emo's been around long enough now um, to where it's no longer new. <clears throat> so it's weird to say that I don't get it. It's just when I was growing up and discovering music and, um, you know, listening to the old stuff and then also getting into all the the new stuff, it was the grunge era and all that. And so there was no emo, at least not yet. That evolved, I think, in the 2000s. And by that time, you know, I just, I guess I didn't evolve with it. And so... um I never really, you know, got into, you know, emo or understood exactly what it was, other than it was short for emotional, I guess, something. I don't know. So maybe we'll talk about that a little bit. I always sound dumb when I'm, you know, ask somebody to describe a genre, um, you know. So, and that's why I wanted to go on Google, not to make everybody think that I'm some sort of emo expert, but just so I didn't sound like a fool either. Um, Anyways, that's the fun of having on um, bands that you're not uh, familiar with. I don't typically, sometimes, but usually I'll, I've been reached, I've done enough of these shows and I've met enough people um, and made enough friends and acquaintances that it's pretty easy to have somebody on that I've got some sort of history with, even if just a little bit. And um, I need to do more of uh, bands and people that I have no history with don't know from adam you know and so but i'm not always the best person at reaching out to those people but if a band that i don't know i'm or i'm not familiar with reaches out to me and wants to come on the show i'm like oh sure i'll have you on i think that'd be fun you know and that's what happened this week i got an email and um 
it was, it was from Owen, and he showed some interest and said he'd love to come on sometime. And so I was like, I got this. Uh, well, I'd already had the Fort Worth Weekly show planned that I just did a few days ago. And, um, but it was like right after that, which is, you know, now. So I'm going to call him here in just a few minutes, or I'm going to talk to him and get to know him. So anyways, everything else has been pretty cool. Make sure you guys vote. Fort Worth Weekly Music Awards, you have until November 30th to get your vote in, and you have to vote for at least 10 categories. So vote for as many as you can. Vote in all of them if you can. Um, but yeah, if you don't know, you know, like, I don't, I don't, I'm not that into it to where I know who the best producer is or whatever. Maybe you're, you know, feel like you just don't, you know, you don't have an opinion on that or, you know, you know, you can skip that, but do 10 and then uh, it'll get counted. And so... Other than that, man, I'm going to play, um, this song is from the EP, and um, the EP is called Irrelevant. It's five songs. Uh, The second track is called Portrayal, and um, they have a music video for it. You can watch on YouTube, and then we'll talk to Owen, and then... um, at the after the interview, we're going to play uh, another song off the EP called "Boredom Showers," which I think I have a little bit of uh, experience with. <clears throat> Anyways, so let's get on with the show. Sit back, hang tight. Um, we're going to kick it off with a little bit of "Betrayal" by Friend Operation, and it goes a little something like this: Hit it. <laughs>
it's time for our interview. Hello. Hey, um, is Owen Kinsider available? Yes, this is he. Hey, this is Jeff. Hey, it's Jeff with the Funky Town Podcast. How are you doing? Hey, pretty good, man. Pretty good. That's good. Did you have a good day? Yeah, it was all right. Just uh, getting the Christmas tree out. As you know, not even Thanksgiving yet, but that's what we do. So got that out. Started to get it set up. You know. See that? That's funny. Other typical Sunday thing. Yeah. No, actually, I was going to ask you if you were a um, do your Christmas stuff before or after Thanksgiving <laughs> kind of guy. So I guess it's before. I uh, am a in a, am an after. Uh, my household is a before. That's oh, okay. for sure. That's good. <laughs> yeah, we're actually an after as well over here. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um, so I got an email from you, and um, it was interesting. I saw the name Owen Kinzer, and I was like, "Man, I recognize that name." And I was like, "How do I know that name?" So I went to Facebook and I typed it in, you know, like you do now. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and I see a picture of this man. I'm like, "Oh yeah, I know that guy. I went to church with that guy." You know, I was like, "Is he in a band?" Uh-huh. I was like, I was like oh, "He did." I was like, "Well, he played guitar. If I remember, he did music stuff at church. So he could be in a band." So then I kind of researched a little bit more, and I was like, "Oh no, wait a second. I was like, "Okay," because I saw he he posted something. It was like, "Hey, my nephew Owen has this band," and I was like, "Oh, so yeah. so you're also Owen Kinzer? It's just you're Owen Kinzer, the guy that I knew, his nephew." Yeah, yeah, no, that's that is uh, it's far from the first time that sort of we people have to do double takes because uh, yeah, like like you said, like him being a musician too, and us sharing the same name, it always there's always some crossover where people have to kind of actually research one more step more, you know, and figure mm-hmm. out like which which Owen Kinzer is this? Yeah, yeah, that's my uncle, and uh, yeah, he's uh, you know, like a he's always been like a big supporter of. Uh, basically anything i've been doing so he's a cool dude i always love running into people who uh who know him as well you know yeah um so we weren't like friends but i i bet you if you if, if you're like hey do you know jeffrey lord if he didn't know and you showed him my photo he would be like oh yeah i know that guy because i think he i think he also helped out in the um in the youth group and me and my wife were real active back in the youth group as well oh so okay i think that's okay. how we, yeah so i think that's how we knew each other and so yeah it was kind of you know church friends or whatever but um but yeah cool so um so you have a band it's called friend operation that is correct and are you located are. here in, in in town Yes, yeah. So I live uh, I live in Fort Worth. I just live I live sort of in Fairmount, um, right off of Magnolia. Okay. But, um, yeah, yeah. I've born and raised in Fort Worth, um, and lived around this area most of my life. But <laughs> I'm just moving back from Dallas. Actually, I had a job over in Dallas, so I commuted for a while, and then I said, I think I'm going to try living over there. And then uh, I lived over there for like a year and a half, two years, and then said, I think I like Fort Worth better. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so I saw. I think you guys had an EP in 2021, but I think I th- saw something that said this is your debut with your current lineup. So it's like a different group, or like some people are di- yeah. different on, on the first EP than the one that you just released. Well, it just it's um, the drummer and I um, are on both okay. um, EPs. It, the the reason I I wrote that um, is sort of twofold. Uh, mainly is because it this project started out as sort of a solo project of mine, 
um, where I was just, uh, you know, to explore ideas that I hadn't done before. And I've had a um, sort of a punk, pop punk band for a long time previously. And so it was, it was a solo project that I was trying to do to get away from that stuff. So it was just an experiment or whatever. Um, but at the time I was in, and I guess I still am in, um, <laughs> I played bass in a ska band out of Denton called the Holophonics. And so I got the drummer from that band to just live track drums for basically my solo EP. And then we said, do you want to do something with this? And so we got two more guys basically. And then, uh, over the course of the next year, put together an EP and, and recorded it together. So it's, uh, it's our second EP, but it's our first EP as like a a four piece writing unit, so to speak. Okay, so that's it. So, yeah, okay. yeah. so you played bass and your drummer played drums and the holophonics. Is that what you just said? Yeah, that is correct. Oh, yeah. that, that's, that's that's really cool. I've played um, a few of y'all's songs um, on here. I always like to play you guys during um, Christmas and like Halloween because y'all have tons of like. Yeah, of the Christmas yeah, you songs. Break out the, the covers. Yeah, yeah man, but yeah. they're awesome. They're so good. You know, I mean, like your uh, the the original stuff is is really good as well. And it's like it's the there's not a whole lot of ska in in town, at least that I know of. And so that's always my go to if, if I want to hear ska. I'm like, I'm mean, just pull up the Holophonics. That's just to me. That's you know, yeah, I really, uh, <clears throat> I really love um, the the front guy Eric. I really love his writing. So that stuff is. Uh, it's super fun to play live and uh we've been on a bit of a lull recently but um that's that sort of allowed this this project friend operation to to really flourish and uh and tradition and you know normally i'm i'm kind of the frontman songwriter in most groups i'm in so uh it was a nice it's nice to sort of step back into that and uh and sort of take up that role you know Mm -hmm. oh yeah because it's it's totally different you don't have to be the front man you know i mean because with with the bass, you're just you can just kind of chill and be and be the bottom. I mean, you can be flashy like you know, less Clay, less Claypool or whatever, but or Flea, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever. I mean, there's plenty, you know, but most of them it seem just kind of chill and to just kind of hang out and kind of hang back and you know. Yeah, that's where yeah, that's where me and uh, Will, the drummer for both bands, Friend Operation and Holophonic. Yeah, we really we kind of bond because sometimes those Holophonic songs get a little wacky and we. If we're not locked in together, obviously, you know, the rhythm section isn't locked in together. That can spell a disaster pretty quickly. Just, oh, yeah. Especially when you got six guys up on the stage. So, um, yeah, Will Will was, uh, he's one of my good friends now, obviously, too. But uh, getting him to come along to this project, uh, Friend Operation, was basically, I don't think I would have done it. Um, and then we, I don't think we would be like an active band if, if I hadn't gotten him to come along. Because drummers are drummers are hard to find and drummers you can work well with and know, you know, know each other's expectations with are also hard, hard to find. So now I've listened to the EP a couple of times and, um, I'm a guitar guy. So I, you know, and I really mm-hmm. like, I really like the guitar work in this, but one of the things that, that stood out to me really quickly mm-hmm. was the drums. The drummer is fantastic to say the least um i like a busy drummer and he's it seems and i don't mean busy like in a negative way but he's because it's, it's never it doesn't take away anything but he's it's just moving all the time it's movement he's just you know the, the way that he plays i really it's not like a, just a straight 
you know, four four beat or whatever kind of church drums or just whatever to get by. It's a lot of toms and a lot of real cool. Just I don't know how to even explain it other than it's just it's, it's constantly movement. It's not constantly moving, but when it when it needs to, it's it's you know. No, no, I, I totally get it. It's um, yeah, some of those he shedded those parts, some of them for the longest time to really to really lock them in. Um, but it's also sort of like um. You know, at time, it's it's definitely a, a genreistic uh, choice, stylistic choice. You know, um, but I, I like how you said busy without, like busy with a purpose. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, all, it's all directed and targeted. And um, like I think on um, the song "Portrayal" uh, is a really good example of, you know, it's, it's just a straight beat, um, but the drums keep it interesting while everything else is doing mostly straightforward stuff. Uh, it keeps the uh, it keeps it on its toes, the song, so to speak. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to say it. So, uh, speaking of the genre, <clears throat> again, just a couple of things um, that I'd read. I think that either y'all can, either y'all called yourself this, or it was written that um, I read both math rock and I read emo rock, and so mm-hmm. I kind of had to Google math rock, and then I went ahead and Googled emo just to see if there's like a crossover. Um, and yeah, I mean, I guess a, a lot of emo is also kind of a, the math rock, but my question with math rock, so is it, um, I know it's a lot of, uh, different time signatures or your speed up and slow down. It's a dynamic as far as that goes. It's not just a straight song for, for, for three minutes. There's a lot yeah. of ebbs and flows, but, um, is there also like, are you guys like the technical songwriters where you understand music theory and, and you're like, well, we have to, and you're actually, there's like a mathematical formula that you like, are you looking at, at music in a mathematical way, like on the sheet of, uh, yeah, of, yeah. instead of like an emotional way, like a lot of blues players or whatever, it's just, you know, you feel it, you know, and you kind of go where the music leads you or whatever. Are you actually writing it out on paper? Like a formula is kind of my question. Is it more um, mathematical I'm- like that? Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Um, I don't, I wouldn't say we follow formulas um, or just sort of like, um, sort of like a predetermined roadmap of like where the song has to go in terms of time signature and stuff. Like, I, I think we, um, a lot of the, the approach I, I like to take is um, maybe going back to what I said earlier about the drums sort of keeping you on your toes. Mm-hmm. I, I really just like songs that keep you on your toes. Um, that, you know, maybe on a first listen are, have a little hitch somewhere and you kind of have to do like a listening double take to figure out what just happened or, you know, stuff like that, that is slightly irregular, but I I don't, I don't really think we ever try to go for something that's like unapproachable Mm -hmm. or just like not, you know, like not graspable (laughs) in a sense. Sure. Um, so so there are math bands that like I get tired head listening to, you know, it's like, it's sort of like a, you're opening up a, a textbook to listen to them. But um, we, we definitely try to take an approachable stance. And honestly, as musicians, I think that's where some of the, the quirkiness and the time signature and everything comes from. It's even interesting for us. Um, but I think at the end, uh, it, something that's listenable and you can still tap along to, um, I think is, is like sort of ultimately our goal. Um, you know, something like, 
um, the last song on the EP, uh, Riches Are Hidden, it's basically just in 7-8 the whole time. There's And 7-8 and 4-4. Four, four. So 7-8, you know, is, is very easy to just sort of swing along to. And then obviously 4-4 four, four is 4-4. Four, four. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's, um, off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you what, like, the song Can Walls is kind of goofy. I think, I forget the way I wrote it out. But that's sort of maybe the only one that's super hitchy that you might, you know, like struggle to sort of feel. But um, it's got a bass line that sort of, makes it cohesive um yeah see, I, was, see, I think i think that song is where um i first noticed the bass i'm like okay now I, I get that the drummer's really good okay obviously there's two guitarists here and they're both really good and then when you get to that song is when the bass kind of shines you're like okay so the bass player is also really good <laughs> you know you kind of <laughs> yeah yeah everybody kind of gets to shine through the first three songs or whatever yeah uh, pat is the bass player and he'll uh He'll always try to be the first to tell you that, um, oh, I just, you know, oh, I just play bass, but he's uh, just super humble and self-deprecating. But yeah, he, he rocks, man. Every, we're, I'm so glad that we, I've got three other guys that are doing this with me that are as passionate and as, you know, good of players. Um, it's, it makes it, it just makes the whole thing so much easier, you know? Like, there's a thing, aspect of being in a band where, um, at a certain point, how good you are at your instrument is almost less important than how good you are at being in a band. And, uh, okay. you know, like a, the teamwork aspect. Sure. And, uh, and, and all, all of us are on the same wavelength on both of those. So it's, it's very, it's very easy to write these songs, um, together. It sounds really good. Um, the album stuff, I, I listened to it a couple of times today and, uh, Today was a good day for it. The just the weather and everything, the way that it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. You know, cause, absolutely. Because that's what I was kind of. Um, it's a weird thing because, like I said, I, I get that um, emo music was supposed to be mo- like emotional. I guess it was like a post punk, um, where I guess a lot of hardcore punk is so like anarchist and badassery or whatever. Where like emo was that same kind of attitude, but it was more they're willing to bare their soul a little bit, I guess. And be yeah, more, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like, okay, so I, I, I get that. But then like with the math rock thing, I was like, well, see, because it seems like the math is like very unemotional. You know, it's it's very yeah. mathematical. So there's, there's no emotions to it. It's just factual. It, it, it's math, you know. So I like the combination right. of both of them because there is that that structure there but there's also the emotion because i mean you can feel the mood from it exactly yeah and there's um you know there's sort of a um you know a genre of the meeting of those two things you know most people just call it midwest emo um and some of the bands a lot of the bands that we pull from are maybe a little more uh tappy and twinkly like with their guitars and stuff um, but Midwest Emo is a good sort of middle ground between just like super technical math stuff and and just sort of uh, aggressive emo bury your soul type music, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially guitar tones, um, we definitely tried to pull more from the the Midwest Emo and the math rock sort of cleaner, lightly overdriven, really let um, people like hear what we're doing, you know, not trying to make a wall of sound necessarily with triple, you know, triple tracked guitars and everything. Um, 
I think it adds more if you can if you can do it well and uh and the guy we recorded with Jeff is super super awesome so he can definitely get that sound with that stripped down sort of arrangement uh-huh. um if you can do it well it, I think it 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 just it, everything sounds so clear and you hear basically just what is arranged and and not really over the you know just distorted guitars that might drown out some little nuances that we're putting into the arrangements and stuff yeah i think that's exactly right i was i was thinking something similar when i was listening to it um the second time through whatever i was walking the dog and uh, i was mm-hmm. listening to it and i was just like i was like this sounds it's really full um but i was like but there's a lot of separation and even though there's a lot of stuff going on like i said there's like busy i guess was the best way i could think of as far as as the drums the guitars are a lot of art arpeggio the bass is doing something interesting but nobody's stepping on anybody else it nothing's muddy it's like you can hear it all it's all separated but it's still really full there's no i'm sure there's some empty space but it, it didn't feel sparse at all it felt yeah, very full yeah. you know but yet like, like i said it was it wasn't muddy it wasn't you could hear a lot of the nuances and stuff it's very clean it was done mm-hmm. very well and so i did i did want to ask, ask this one of my favorite things is whenever bands have two guitar players and they have one in each ear you know oh yeah yeah um is it the same person in the same ear the whole time yes so okay. i uh owen and then i'm pretty sure the right ear and then joe uh is in the left ear okay. and yeah it stays the same the whole time because joe uh, does we, more of the lead stuff yes joe's the lead guy for sure um yeah he does the leads i do the the rhythms and uh and the vocal duties um but yeah we we went into the studio and i and we we track all the demos like ourselves and just you know, I'm not, I'm no recording guru, but I, we had tracked them on my setup and we went into the studio and, um, Jeff had flipped, like I had originally had myself like in the opposite channel basically. And he flipped them and he's like, no, 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 this is how we do it. Let's put leads here. Let's put rhythm here. I'm like, okay, man, I trust you. Mm-hmm. But you know, it sort of makes no difference to me. That's not really something that I get hung up on. Um, you know, Let's uh, let the professionals make the decisions about what they're professionals at. You know, it's a it's a team effort after all. Oh yeah, and they do it all all the time. You're like, okay, you know. Oh, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I think, <clears throat> in my mind, as a four piece, so I'm the singer and I'm the guitar player. It's like I would put myself center because that's where I would be at mm-hmm. on on the stage. You know, and then I would have you know the guitar player probably on my right so he would be in the right ear then the and the bass player would be in the left so he'd be in the left ear and then the drummer would kind of the toms would 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 pan around you know then you would keep your bass and your snare kind of center you know that kind of thing or whatever and it sounds good like that but kind of the way that it would sound coming from the stage and that's kind of the way that it's set up only your vocals are centered and your you know and the guitar is to the right or whatever but it sounds so good um especially because y'all are doing different things to complement each other yeah. yeah, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, he yeah. Uh, he made it sound like it. I, you know, said about it earlier. He, yeah, he made it sound really good, and uh, and he he expressed that he doesn't need to sink his teeth into into something like this too much anymore these days because he does a lot of commercial stuff. I think. Um, so yeah, it was it was a, I think a 
a best case scenario for everyone. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so he was having fun doing it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I was wondering this about some of the uh, well. So, do you guys read read like sheet music and stuff? Uh, more or less. Joe Joe absolutely does. He's uh, um, has a degree in classical guitar, so he's he's a um, he's a musical guy in the group. But we all we all do. Um, but he's the guy who can actually go into the studio just like and then sight read his parts and play oh, wow. more or less perfectly. You know, he's one of those guys. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. See, I was wondering. You know how. I don't know what the word is, but yeah, how what what level you guys were as as, as musicians, if y'all actually were able to read music, or if y'all just went with tablature, or if you're like me, where you just have like a a notebook and you just write your lyrics down, and then you put G, C, E minor, or whatever, you know, right? Above, yeah, above making the words. sort of <laughs> yeah, making sort of charts. Yeah, funny. the way, um, yeah. So, um, uh, Will and Joe, the drummer and, and the lead guitar player, they both went to UNT's uh, music school. Um, so they're music guys through and through. And then Pat and I are kind of, uh, uh, you know, self-taught journeyman type people. Um, but we all have, you know, a pretty good music theory base. Um, and the way we, we, the way we write the songs out is I typically will write them out and then, um, tab them out in like a guitar pro tablature software. Mm -hmm. Um, I can read music, but I'll, you know, I'll be honest. I'm just way faster at writing and reading tab. It's way easier. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, especially if I'm looking at, you know, if I, if I'm looking at a a fretboard versus like, you know, trying to read the notes off the the score, it's, it's confusing to me sometimes. I have to go super slow. So yeah, yeah. Tab is way easier. So we just write them out. Um, and then I share them with the guys and they load them up on iPads basically. And, and we work on stuff, you know. And I was asking, I think so it's, I think it's pretty typical these days. Um, was like because I was in a band when I was in my early twenties or whatever, and I, like I said, I just mm-hmm. had, I just had, I was the singer songwriter, you know. Then I had a, a guy who played the guitar, but he was just really, really good. I mean, he was just naturally. I mean, you know, I don't really know. He probably knew a little bit of theory, but. You know, I mean, he knew what he was playing, but not necessarily like a jazz guitarist or like a classical person. Just your rock guitarist, just a good shredder yeah, or whatever. Yeah. You know, and his drum, and his brother w- was a twin, and um, he played the drums just as good. And then the bass player was he was good. You know, everybody was way better th- than I was, but I, I was able to learn a lot from them because they were all so much better than me as a as a, as an instrumentalist. Um, like I said, mainly, but I just carried like a notebook around that just had my lyrics in it. And like I said, I would just write the the chord above the above the words, and I would take it to them and just kind of play, you know, a very simple three or four chord song or whatever. And then mm-hmm. they would take it and you know, you, you could do this with it or you could do that with it, and we would kind of change it here or there, make it a little bit better, and do some interesting things to it. And you know, but that's kind of how it always you, you started. But I was never to a point where I could. And I even played saxophone in school for a little while, so you oh, think yeah. you think I would be able to read music, but nah, not even <laughs> you know. But I did want to ask, um, so professional players or like guys that are re- really good, like um, y'all. I know that y'all probably practice, you know, I don't know, like once or or twice um, a month or a week or or whatever. But as a mm-hmm. band, and you practice the songs that you're going to play live, you run through them and all that kind of stuff. Um, 
but how much do you practice on your own? Like, do you ever sit around and like practice your scales and practice certain chord shapes and all that kind of stuff? Like, do you put certain time back every week, or do you just, or you kind of pass that and just fiddle when you have a chance? Oh, um, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I probably definitely, I, I definitely lean more towards the fiddling around. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always, I've always um, sort of seen myself as like a songwriter that plays guitar. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm proud of my guitar abilities and stuff, but I, I never wanted to be a guitar player. It just is like the medium to get my songs out there in yeah. a way, you know? Yeah. Um, so I definitely just fiddle around and, you know, mess with, mess around with chords and Joe will send me a song with some chords that I'm like, Oh, these are interesting. And they lead me down another path. And, you know, basically that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I, I don't do as much, um, sit down and just practice. I practice like our own songs, right. Um, to get better at them for like a live setting. But, um, I am not the, the practicing scales, practicing modes type guitar player. Um, and I should be, it's just, I don't, I'll just be honest about it. I don't. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's way more common, you know, because I've been asking like a few people, um, not always publicly or, you know, on the show, but just people, you know, ask, I know, and they're like, yeah, yeah, I practice my stuff, but I don't really practice, you know, my, my different scales or different shapes or different, well, any 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 of of that stuff, they just practice what they're um, they're doing. And yet, yeah, I was I was talking to um, Keegan McEnroe, I think, a couple weeks ago. We were talking about guitar player, mm-hmm. and I was t- t- telling him when I learned how to play the guitar, I really wanted to to play the guitar because I wanted to write songs. I was like, it was my I wanted to be a songwriter, and I wanted to write songs on the guitar, but I didn't want to be a guitarist. You know, and I was like, and right. now, now I want to know how to play the guitar. Now I really want to learn how to play the guitar. I mean, I can play cowboy music, you know, campfire songs, um, mm-hmm. and I can write songs. And but now I want to play the guitar. You know, really play it the way that your Joe plays it or whatever. Like in that last song, because I mean, he he's done, he's yeah. doing he's doing great all the way through. But it's a lot of just really pretty arpeggios and some complicated chords here and there and it, it just it, it creates this mood and stuff but he never really kind of rocks out until like that last song and he he has like a little bit of a moment where, he, where he's allowed to shred for a little bit and it's so great yeah i love it I, it's it's such a great um sort of this final statement you know from the album because yeah exactly there's nothing leading up to it there's nothing really that would i don't know maybe there's not much that would sort of foreshadow that he's about to just let it rip but, yeah um, no i was kind of surprised like, oh i didn't see that one coming that's cool yeah yeah he uh yeah he's definitely a shredder um you know he's he's our resident um metal is my favorite genre guitar player band member so um but yeah he just i mean um he wrote that one primarily um he came up he came to the group with the idea for riches are hidden and um i more or less just added like the the choruses and the lyrics, of course, you know, but like the, the whole mood of the song is just set from the beginning with, with the, uh, the seven, eight sections. And so, yeah, that, that song turned out great. I think that's a really think of all five songs, um, on this EP. That's maybe my favorite one from, a um, like a, you know, a co-writing standpoint with all four of us really mm-hmm. putting a stamp on, on a song. 
Well, and then the way it ends too is also really cool. It's almost like a drum machine type. Yeah, it's uh, it's well, let's see, it is a drum machine. Okay. So the way um, the way I had it in the demo was I <laughs> I also write I write sort of placeholder drum parts in a drum machine, and then I put it in the DAW, and I you know play it or whatever, and usually. Will listens to it and he goes, "Hey, can you send me a version without drums? These are throwing me off." Okay, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, but yeah, so I, I had that in, and I actually wrote like a cohesive, like, "Yeah, a drummer would play this, and it's not, you know, he doesn't need three hands, or you know, isn't doing anything weird." Um, and we sent it, we took it to the studio and said, "Hey, you know, this is what you're going to do." And we messed around with it a little bit, and finally, I think at Jeff's suggestion, he was just like, "You know what? Just like eat the." keep the drum machine in there, you know, keep the, the digital drums in there, the MIDI drums. And I'll just, you know, I'll replicate the, the delay and the, and the reverb you have on it. And, you know, let's let it roll. And it, it was, it was the right decision because, you know, it's, it's an outro sort of quiet, mm-hmm. moody part, you know, it doesn't need, it didn't need him perfectly rep, you know, recreating that drum beat. And you have a couple of songs that kind of end that way, where as soon as it ends, it just kind of, you're like, oh, you, you, it, this feeling is left with you. Yeah, it's, um, I think we, I think we fall into that naturally with the way we've written these songs, but a lot of them are like, and now you can relax, you know, you know what I mean? Or, or, and now, like you said, you know, and now breathe in, mm-hmm. uh, take a, take a soothing second, I guess. Um, cause I, 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 I've mentioned uh, I don't know, in places before to other people, like, you know, I'll, with most of these songs or I think maybe a, a stylistic, I don't know, identifier of us is just sort of, you know, aggressive and soothing in the same song or aggression up to a point And then just like relief throughout um, the rest of the song. Yeah. And we do that. We, we did that really well on our first EP actually. Um, and that's like live. It's, some of our favorite songs, uh, some of our, how would I say it? Some people's favorite songs we play is like the song we end with because it's the whole set. We just build and build and build and build. And then the last, you know, a couple of minutes is just a, a sort of reprieve, um, and a rehash of what, you know, what we've been doing. So I think that we definitely go for that, um, go for that sound, you know? That's interesting. Yeah. No, it's always, it's always, um, whenever people it's always cool when people can sculpt that way to where it's like we're going to build this tension and it's for a reason metal does it a whole lot you know where metal uh-huh. will just build up and it gets you really tense <clears throat> especially like this like the norwegian black metal stuff or whatever where it's like rah, 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 and it's just like oh i mean for like three or four minutes but then all of a sudden it'll just break and it's like this almost like classical operatic just beautiful slow down there's strings it's, it's you know it's like what where did this mm-hmm. even come from you know it's a completely different you know kind of thing and they'll let you be there for a while and then usually when you're kind of loving being there they'll kind of kick you in the ass and bring you back to again or whatever but, <laughs> right 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 you know but it's it's similar it's that kind of you know bands do that on different levels or whatever d- d- different ways or at least some do but yeah i always like that that too but you build you build this build something and then you know and that's what's interesting about music theory it's like i don't know a lot about it but like you know i watch youtube videos and stuff and it's like there's words for that was is it is it dissonance or whatever where it's like kind of leaves you wanting more 
or whatever. There's like a certain kind of note um, that'll or. Well, right, yeah, that, uh, yeah. I'm basically just. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna step on my own knowledge here, but yeah, basically just you know using I don't know leading tones to 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 want your ear to to want to hear the next sound, basically, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you you know you can use those in in, in certain ways to yeah. Not just want the next chord, but want the next like feeling from the chord, the next emotion. You know, yeah. You can sort of lead lead people towards that emotion for sure. And I think that's cool how people can, or how you know, different bands or you know groups, whatever, can kind of lead you, especially across like a full album, you know, or a set. Mm-hmm. You know, just keep building up in this set, and you know, everybody's kind of going along with you. I think live it's got to be a lot better because they're getting the energy from you, but you're also getting it back from them because they're receiving what you're, what you're giving out. Yeah, for sure. There's, um, yeah, there's nothing. I think you, you know, you did, a, you know, you've had at least, you know, your set down. If you, how do I put this? It's like, it's like fun to get a big response from maybe your calmest, part of your set because it falls where it falls. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just people going, Oh, oh yeah. You know, you, you know, this is awesome. You're rocking out so hard, but, but sort of the after effect where it's, yeah, the, the collective breathe out and it's like, Oh yeah. You yeah, know, that's cool. Yeah. That was great. We just, you know, um, so I was, uh, I looked at your, I think I was just, I saw this on y'all's website. You have something called my tropical romance. Yes. So that is, um, it, so all four of us, um, plus another guy make up my tropical romance, which is just a, my chemical romance cover band. Um, it's just, we just do straight my Kim covers we just wear Hawaiian shirts. It's the name. Yeah. Um, there's no, there's no re, you know, reimagining of the songs. We're not a reggae, my Kim band or anything like that. Um, but yeah, that started during, um, the pandemic because it was just easier to have everybody learn songs on their own. You know what I mean? Okay, like if sure. songs already, if songs already exist, it's easier to learn them in your bedroom by yourself or, you know, in your house by yourself. Um, but yeah, it was just a fun project, you know, like, um, you've heard of like, uh, promoters or clubs or venues or whatever doing like emo nights and stuff. Um, we just figured, Hey, people love my chemical romance. It's a, the songs are slightly complex enough to where most people won't learn them like in a full band sense, especially like the deep cuts. So like what we, um, what we do is like full album playthroughs. Oh, Um, yeah. So like, you know, the songs that even they, the band themselves don't, um, play live basically. Um, and we, you know, it's, you know, we haven't played it in a while because we've been focusing on front operation stuff, but, um, yeah, the goal is basically not to be like a, Hey, come out to a, a, uh, emo pop punk cover night and hear a band play some my cam. It's like, no, let's, it's like, they're going to do treat yours for sweet revenge from front to back, or they're going to do, um, you know, the black parade from front, front to back, um, guitars, vocals, ease, everything. So it's, uh, it's just a little project we have, but, uh, 
I figured I'd throw it up on the website since it's all of us anyways, you know? Yeah. And it, I pay for the website. We can <laughs> add as many pages as we want, you know? <laughs> no, that's cool. Well, there's, um, um, there's a lot of places around town that, that are, that are hiring, um, music for their patio or for their, you know, whatever it is. And a lot of times it's, um, it's cover bands and they're, packing out you know people want to see mm-hmm. the hits of the 80s or 90s grunge or emo bands or you know whatever you'll you know and i think i think as a local like i think me if i was you and um i played you know say a show at the cicada in front of like maybe like 100 people and was like man that was a really good night we had really good energy and then you play at some restaurant as uh your cover band and you have like hundreds of people or whatever, does it ever make you like feel discouraged? You know, cause everybody wants the music that they already know. Nobody wants oh, to learn anything new. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, man, um, I'm sitting here, I'm working my ass off with this art and I put it out there and people are, are he- hearing it and stuff. But then I go to, you know, O'Reilly's Love Shack and play on a Friday night in front of, you know, hundreds of people all night long and yeah. they're just going crazy for my chemical romance and it's not even my songs or whatever. <laughs> you know, but but it pays the bills. And you're playing music. Right. It's gotta be it's fun. You you know, it's there's nothing wrong with it, you know. But as an artist, do you ever like, you know, because you want that big of a crowd and, and reception for all of your shows, the music that you write, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um well, what am I like? Thirty-three now. I've uh, I've definitely been more cynical and more bitter about that kind of stuff in my in my life as a musician. I'm pretty mellow about it these days, and honestly, it's just fun to play in front of people. Mm-hmm. Um, we had like uh, I don't know, maybe it was, it was sometime last year we played um an emo night in Denton at Andy's Bar on the Square. And it was just packed with people, and we're we're doing all my Kim songs because that's what we do, obviously. And you know, at the end of the night, we were like, I can't believe I can't believe they were that pumped about that specific song. So you know, like we all think it. It's like in the moment, we're like, wait, this stuff is, you know, the song um, "Teenagers." Uh-huh. You know, teenagers scared the living shit out of me, or whatever. Um, yeah, we were just kind of laughing to ourselves. It's like, wait, that's like that's the most basic. It's just like a blues song, you know, generic thing along but that's the one like that people love and that's what you kind of kind of remember it's you know it's like um there's a line between art and i still want to be entertainment as well you know what i mean sure um so that's why like yeah i always try to give at least one part of each song that we write like give it something either a you know it doesn't always have to be a hook but just something that people can hum to themselves uh, or just remember, like when they're thinking back, you know, like an earworm, basically, because um, we can write songs to just impress ourselves and our other band friends, but um, that's not the same type of fulfilling to me, at least. You know, oh, yeah. everyone else has their own ways of doing things. Yeah, because yeah, I think that there are bands out there that are just like, I'm just going to write the most complicated song to write just to mm-hmm. show that I can write the most complicated song. It doesn't have to even be pleasant, pleasing, you know, right. <laughs> it's just, it's just technically, you know, when you look at it on paper, you know, it's like, that's the most complicated song, you know, and it's like, and that's cool, you know, and there's talent to it or whatever, but 
there is that rule that I that I was taught whenever I was a kid, and it was keep it simple, stupid. It was the kiss rule. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. most people just want what, what three chords and the truth or whatever it is. <laughs> right. And so you know. Um, all right, man. Well, before I let you go, the um, I opened up the show. I played um, portrayals um, that that we t- 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 talked about earlier, and I did it because you had. Um, I guess it was kind of like your single because there was a video for it and everything, which looked really good. Yeah, yeah. That's a great video. Um, but I wanted to close it out with, I really liked um, the, the the song, and it's the one song that we haven't t- t- talked about, is The Boredom Showers. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I want to close out with um, with, with, with with that song. But I, I like it for um, a couple reasons. I don't know exactly what it's about in my mind it was kind of about um i mean it could be about like a lost love or even like a lost one but um to me with the sunset kind of a thing and like you said you're 33 i'm 51 um mm-hmm. to, to, to me it was kind of like lost age <laughs> it's like it's not coming back it's not coming back it's like you're taking these long showers going i wish i was young again almost you know what i mean it's like i could kind of that was kind of where i was at listening to it it kind of made me feel um and I don't, like I said, I don't know what it's about, you know, but um, I have taken extra long showers, you know, <laughs> thinking about stuff. And, um, you know, um, yeah, it, no, it was, yeah, I don't know what I was saying. It's just that's one of the ones that I really like. But like I said, I really felt like that it was, you know, kind of like a a song about loss, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's um, you know, to me, it's mostly about... Um, it's about loss, I guess, but it's mostly about sort of reflecting, um, reflecting on what you've done. Um, maybe not in a, what could have been since, but just like sort of taking stock of, of your life up to that second, um, up to that moment. And, and sort of the whole theme of the, um, the album. So it's called, or the EP, it's called irrelevant. Uh Um, and then the very last, sort of repeating line of the EP is hope is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's mostly these songs are all sort of built around the idea that uh, actions change your future and not just sort of wanting or wishing or hoping things will get better. Um, you know, you can be sad or melancholy about stuff that happened in the past. Don't dwell on what you could have done different. Um, like I say in boredom showers or counting. Um, so yeah, it's just sort of, you know, um, hope is irrelevant, uh, actions cause change and, uh, and a positive attitude causes change. So, um, boredom showers is a, is a fun one. Cause I just really like how it, it builds. And then I love Pat's vocals at the end. Um, cause he really belts it out. You know, he can sing, he seems more powerful than me, but he also has a higher higher range, and so I think it works really well. In yeah, song. it sounds great. It's like I like I like the composition of it. Um, like I said, I, I like it lyrically as well. And it's yeah, that's kind of um, I don't I don't know how you feel about um, weed or whatever. I was trying to think of a clever word for weed, but um, you know, <laughs> when, whenever you get stoned, a lot of times it's like at least I would I would think about stuff that I've done when I was in fourth grade, something that I said that was embarrassing or mean, you know, I was mean to somebody and yeah. it was kind of or whatever. And it's like, man, that was like 40 years ago. And it's like, I'm still <laughs> hanging on to that, you know, or whatever. 
Yeah. And so I've, I've, I've been there, you know, too, or whatever, where it's like, you kind of, you kind of reflect on um, some of those things, but that's, that's good. Cause I was kind of, when it was finishing, it was, you know, in the, the electronic drums are kind of fading out and it's doing the, you know, hope is irrelevant. Hope is irrelevant. I was kind of like, that's kind of a bummer, you know, um, <laughs> But I do see what you say. It really is, you know, action is the only thing that matters, even from like a, a biblical spiritual sense. It's like, it's like, you know, faith without works is useless, you know. Sure. I mean, yeah, you, yeah. you can believe whatever you want. If you don't do anything on it, if you don't use that belief as an action, if you don't, you know, if action doesn't come from believing that, then your faith is meaningless, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I totally get it. You know, I want to go back and listen to the album again, you know, kind of with that, with that idea in mind. It's a good, it's a good EP. It sounds great. Like I said, it's, it's, it's beautifully done. All the instruments, it's, it's, it's clear, you know, it's, it's well spaced out. It's, it moves. It's got great mood, you know, it changes, it's fluid. Um, I, I really, really enjoyed getting, getting to know you guys through the album. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. We, uh, we put a lot of effort into it and we're, we're just, we're just super glad anytime anybody gets basically just anything about it. Right. We love, we do this, um, because we don't know what else to do. Like we would be making music regardless, but it's so awesome to just share it with anybody, you know, like when we go on the road, people, people, take you more seriously like you know if you're playing out of town and uh yeah the people like we meet on the road who just connect with the music and stuff it's just it's just great to be able to um to add that sort of part to the to the art we create you know yeah so thank you for the kind words i appreciate that yeah no it's very cool thank you for for reaching out as well um i'm not always the best at finding some of the you know it's there's so many bands around it's like you can't even know them all it's just impossible these days, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I always appreciate it whenever someone emails and, you know, wants to come on. I think that's really cool. Um, yeah. And so they can find you on, I know that you're on Apple music. That That's how I, I listen to you. I know that you have a, a band camp page, um, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. All that kind yeah, of we got stuff. them all. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then um, do you have any shows upcoming between here and the end of the year? Uh, we do not. We might have something in the works. We don't have anything set right now. We uh, we basically have been trying our hardest to get this EP out and, you know, getting all the associated things ready with that. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're gearing up for... We're trying to play um, 30 days on the road in 2024. That's sort of our loose goal. So oh, we're cool. in the middle of of booking a couple tours and obviously local stuff to uh to achieve that so that's going to be our main focus um getting in front of people is is like why we're doing this uh we're you know we're not not that there's anything wrong with it but like we're not sort of just like a, a bedroom project you know like we're trying to get out there we're not trying to make it big we're just trying to get out there okay yeah just get your music in front of some people and just let them hear it have some fun Absolutely. All right, man. Well, if I can do anything to help, you can reach out anytime. You've got my email and my phone number now. 
Yeah, that's true. All right. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Thank you. All right. And, um, Good talking to you. Yeah, you, you too. I'll talk to you next time. All right. All right, later on. Yeah. All right, bye.